never get to Hello, welcome to Bridge Track by Track. I'm your host, Darren, and today we're going to be talking about From the Lotus, dot, 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 from Lotus Flower 3R, uh, recorded on the 19th of November 2004 at Paisley Park and released on the 29th of March 2009, um, which is like a five-year gap almost. That's, you know, that's pretty. at this point, that's pretty big for Prince. He was recording stuff mostly the year of release. Uh, on the track, it is Prince, Michael B. and Sonny T. Uh, so the, the New Power 3. Uh, as they were when they recorded a few tracks for The Undertaker. Uh, the track is 2 minutes 46, and joining me to talk about today is Victor Azevedo. Hello, Victor. Hey, Darren. Now, I feel like before we get going, because obviously this is the you know the first track of uh, of, of uh, Lotus Flower, uh, although obviously Prince style, I don't know why he did this, but the, the, the you know, the, the E becomes a number three. Mm. Um, you know, I'm guessing because this was released along with Empulous Sound, uh, which, I mean, I'm saying it MPLS Sound, but the title of the album is actually MPL Sound because the S is merged into, uh, I don't know, Prince was just kind of messing with language. <laughs> and then also the, uh, you know, the Brie Valenta album uh, Elixir, uh, which when it was announced, I think it was missing the second E in that word. So it was um, so it was like Elixir, uh, almost like it was an app in the 2000s. Um <laughs> But uh, yeah, so I mean, I, I, I think I think it's interesting because you know um, you know Prince had released Musicology by giving it away at concerts. Then he you know he kind of followed up on the success of Musicology, um, you know, and, and being inducted into the Hall of Fame and all that kind of stuff with uh, Thirty One Twenty One, which you know was distributed via normal means, which is uh, you know just a single album on on being distributed via normal means is an oddity in uh, in Prince, you know, kind of his final decade. Um, and then we have this kind of like three CD set that was announced. And I remember like, um, you know, a, a friend of mine who's also a Prince fan, uh, like, I don't know, a decade ago now, he sent me like a link saying this is Prince's latest website. And it, it like you could listen to like a few different kind of clips of different songs on there, um, you know, on that website, which was lotusflower.com. Um, and and then, you know, like the fact that it was announced it was going to be like a, you know, a triple CD. But then the third CD was this basically kind of like unknown <laughs> like <laughs> artist, basically, um, who had kind of worked, you know, on on um, on, you know, some stuff with Prince, um, you know, on the Lotus Flower website, you could listen to Prince's cover of Crimson and Clover. Um, you know, Prince didn't release any singles from any of these albums. Um, you know himself. Uh, obviously, uh, Bria Valenta had a had a single release of uh, a track called Another Boy, um, but he did kind of promote the album by using the song Dreamer um, via Target in America. Um, you know, obviously, with it being a a triple album, um, all sales count three times, um, <laughs> as had done for Emancipation. So it debuted at number two, which I mean, you know, thirty one twenty one debuted at number one. Uh, musicology i don't think it debuted at number one but it you know it, it was in the top five for quite a while due to the fact that prince was giving those cds away with every ticket um for like most of 2004 um so this is kind of in terms of uh you know like his next album would not be eligible for any charts so this kind of little run of kind of chart success in terms of the albums is is quite remarkable for prince considering that we're talking about you know his 33rd and 34th yeah. <laughs> albums you know like 
the fact that like 30 albums into his career he's having like number one albums is still quite remarkable oh yeah um and and you know it was very fairly successful around europe um you know getting to you know kind of like uh top three uh on on, on i don't know some kind of weird french album chart um you know kind of got to number one on the billboard independent albums uh, which I, don't know. I mean, it was effectively distributed by MPG Records. Prince did have like a distribution deal the kind of the previous year, but due to the way that he released Planet Earth, that deal was called off, and so MPG Records was basically the the kind of distributor of it. Um, there were a couple of songs on this album that had been heard previously through the MPG Music Club. Um, you know, uh, uh, Tamar appears on a couple of the tracks on this album as well. So like. It's not like this was, um, you know, a bunch of sessions that were all done in one go, and then you know that that became the album. There's a lot of stuff kind of from the last few years that were kind of collected together on this album. Um, in particular, the session that that kind of yielded from the Lotus um, also yielded, um, you know, songs "Wall of Berlin" um, and "Colonized Mind," "Love Like Jazz," um, and then also "Planet Earth" and "Guitar," which you know obviously had appeared on the previous album. So, you know, a lot of songs in kind of 2004 ended up showing up for the rest of the decade on uh, on various different albums, um, you know, with Prince. Uh, also worth saying that the album art for this is absolutely terrible. Um, <laughs> you know, it's just I don't know even what it is. It's like someone has got like a copy of like Photoshop CS and they have really gone to town with like kind of 3D images uh, Prince is kind of in this weird. I don't know if it's meant to be like a crystal ball or a teardrop, or I don't know what it is. But you you can see like Prince's chin and his his very very you know finely trimmed mustache, mm-hmm. um, and it's got this purple background and there's like a little green kind of like pyramid in the corner. It's like and like a crystal pyramid. I don't know what's going on there. Uh, the the artwork is just terrible. Uh, it's not quite as bad as MPLS sound. Once I get to MPLS sound, I'll talk about how bad that artwork was. Um, and you know, Elixir itself, um, you know, I don't think the artwork is as bad as the print stuff. But that's because it's just basically a picture of Bria Valenta, but with like this kind of purpley kind of three D imagey background that is kind of being used here as well. Um, uh, it's worth saying as well that you know, early in two thousand seven, um, before Planet Earth had got released. Uh, there was a configuration of Lotus Flower that included, um, you know, uh, uh, Mr. Goodnight, Chelsea Rogers, guitar, uh, all the Midnights in the World, Lion of Judah, Future Baby Mama, you know. Uh, so, like, kind of m- half of, like, um, Planet Earth was kind of included, uh, you know, with Lotus Flower Part 1, which, I, you know, which is obviously what From the Lotus was originally called, and mm-hmm. Lotus Flower Part 2, which is, you know, Back to the Lotus, as kind of the bookends to the album. Um, you know, and Resolution, which I think was the final track on Planet Earth, being like the the twelfth track on that particular configuration of of whatever Lo- you know that Lotus Flower was at that time. Obviously, half those tracks ended up on Planet Earth. A, a number of the tracks ended up on this album. Um, you know, and then Prince recorded some new tracks to kind of fill in the gaps and uh, kind of fill this album out a little bit. Um, and I don't know. I mean, I think you know with th- this album is kind of more of I mean, this is something that he did with Plectrum, Electrum and Artificial Age when they were released as well. Mm. This is kind of the the rock album. And then MPLS Sound is the kind of, you know, uh, 
80s kind of you know um drum machine type album um and later on he did that with um you know plectrum electrum funny enough was the kind of rock album and artificial age was had kind of more of a a kind of not a drum machine but certainly a more kind of synth driven sound to it Mm, um if you listen to the two versions of funk and roll you know you can you can clearly hear you know the directions those two albums took Mm. um you know so i don't know i mean i i this is kind of one of those things where it was like kind of typical for Prince. It's like he's got a website that's streaming a couple of tracks and then he releases a triple album. And then literally like, I mean, you know, this is kind of, you know, March 2009. Um, and then by the time you get to July the next year, he's released another album. You know, like, <laughs> you know, if you're a Prince fan, it's like there's a little run here from like 2004 through to 2010 where Prince just released like you know, five or six albums, and uh, it was kind of almost like we were back in the 80s. And then he kind of stopped after that too. After that run, he basically stopped yeah. for about three or four years. I, well, I mean, but then, you know, he released four albums in the space of, you know, I don't know, what was it, 18 months, something like that? So something like that, yeah. Back to his old ways. But I, I don't know, I, 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 think, I think this is, to me, like we're kind of at the point where we have like content prints, Mm. Um, you know, this, this, I would say for me, you know, 3121 kind of marks the end of his like little mini resurgence after, uh, sorry, planet earth kind of marks the end of the little mini resurgence that was, you know, musicology 3121 planet earth. Mm. And then here in, you know, this kind of the, the final, um, you know, six or seven albums, it's almost like kind of content prints who just, you know, kind of does what he wants which obviously was what he did throughout his entire career. But it just feels like he's very comfortable in the role of, you know, elder statesman of rock. And, you know, he's like, well, I'm going to release a few albums this year. I'm going to go back to distributing one via a newspaper the next year. Mm -hmm. I'm going to take a few years off. I'm going to come back with like a new group. And, you know, then the whole kind of hit and run thing where he was releasing stuff through SoundCloud and tweeting out links to songs and, you know, like... And just kind of recording stuff like Baltimore and, mm. you know, like it just feels like at this point, you know, Prince, he, you know, I think in the 80s, it felt like he had a very clear plan of like he wanted to become like a megastar. Mm. Um, and then by the time you got to the 90s, he wasn't, you know, he wasn't kind of sure where he fit in the music scene and, you know, with the rise of hip hop and rap. Yeah. And then now at this point, it feels like he's kind of settled back into he knows, you know, opening with like a kind of rock instrumental. It mm. feels like he kind of knows where he is. And then. You know, each of the songs on Lotus Flower um, are kind of, I don't know, like they're each a a few seconds too short and then they kind of go into the next song. So this feels like Prince kind of coming up with, you know, both Lotus Flower and MPLS Sound have very kind of, even though the stuff was recorded all over the place, they have very kind of unified ideas of, you know, they are meant to be albums. And so the the, the kind of sequencing of the tracks really works well. And I don't know, it just to me, it just feels like Prince has kind of got, you know, a firmer grasp on what he's doing. And this was this was true as well of Planet Earth. You know, it felt like Planet Earth was uh, Prince had like a clear idea of what that album was. And for the next few albums, this is what it feels like for me, for Prince. It's like, you know, the kind of, you know, from rave onwards, like there's a little period from rave between rave to musicology where it doesn't feel like he has an idea of what he wants to do. He's just kind of trying stuff. Mm. And this to me feels like Prince is like, okay, you know, here's an album that's rock. Here's an album that's, you know, sounds like 80s Prince, Mm -hmm. you know, and he just seems to be kind of more clearly defined as what he wants to do and the messages he wants to kind of put across. Um, And also, you know, this is like, I think the kind of chemistry between him and Michael Bland and Sonny T on this opening track um, is, 
I don't know, it just kind of, it takes me back to kind of when I first became a Prince fan, which was, you know, around Diamonds and Pearls, which is when, you know, Michael Bland and Sonny T were kind of first working with Prince, um, you know, and even the stuff from uh, Exodus, um, where you have Sonny T kind of doubling up Prince's vocals because obviously Prince was, you know, going under the alias Tora Tora. <laughs> this kind of recalls a little bit of kind of stuff from Exodus as well, which is an album that I really enjoy. Um, you know, not one I'm going to cover because obviously it's, it's MPG, not Prince. Mm. Um, but it still kind of recalls back to that. I, I don't know. This album to me just feels a lot more kind of unified than some of the stuff that he'd been putting out from like 1999 through to 2003. This song's pretty good too. Like I said, kind of goes back to what, what was I thinking about the song? It sounds like Alexa to Paris, but a kind of like semi jazzy version of it, a bit quicker, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, it it kind of has very similar themes with that guitar coming in, but you can you can see how tight the, the those guys are because it's just that bass and the the drum and the guitar just together and just like you can tell they've been playing together for a long long time and you, just, you can sense it just in the song because it's such such a tight song. And I mean, you know, obviously it's quite hard to discuss kind of like uh, instrumentals as I found out when I was covering Expectation oh, yeah. um, and, and and news. But I, I, I don't know, I kind of like that it's kind of this kind of quiet start and then it kind of builds a little bit. And, you know, we get a tiny bit of Prince's guitar as like a, a bit of a solo. Um, and I don't know, I like it to me, this sounds like the kind of, you know, recorded in the room kind of sound that, that NEWS had where, you know, the, the three of them kind of working together. And it also recalls the stuff that they did for Undertaker. You know, obviously, if you can go, anyone can kind of go and watch that video, the three of them, you know, just kind of playing together. Um, and there is there is kind of like, it always, it always kind of makes me feel like there's an understanding between the three of them as the song is going on of like, you know, what Prince wants to do and just, you know, him being able to kind of give the nod to them to kind yeah, of just yeah. come in. You know, also, I, you know, I, I, I always loved kind of like Sonny T's, um, you know, like his bass. Mm. Um, and, you know, Michael B, I've said many times, is my favorite Prince drummer. And so this is just like a really kind of strong, you know, start to the album. Mm. Um, and, you know, even though a lot of the rest of the album isn't quite as rock based, I mean, I would say, you know, the stuff that came out from these sessions, like, you know, Wall of Berlin and stuff is a bit more kind of rock based. Um but, you know, there's a lot of stuff on here that is kind of more kind of uh, kind of piano stuff than than kind of rock stuff. Um, but I don't know. It's still it still feels to me like a really strong start to the album. And also kind of this this bookend of, you know, starting with this and then finishing with Back to the Lotus. Um, you know, I it, it, that that to me signals that it, this isn't really like a concept album. But just that Prince has an idea that, you know, he he wants to bookend the album with you know, something that kind of <laughs> that kind of makes people feel like they've listened to to, you know, an album uh, rather than just like a collection of songs. You know, at this point, iTunes was, I think, I don't know, four or five years old. So like mm -hmm. the idea of people kind of just listening to single songs was very much out there. Mm -hmm. And so it's nice that Prince is like, well, hold on a second. You know, here's the start of the album. Here's the end. And, you know, a lot of the songs kind of they don't run into each other, but they're just kind of they're cut quickly enough so that they're going to go into each other, you know, as you're listening to the album as a whole. As I said, you can just tell, it's intuition that these guys just know how they're playing. As I said, it, so that's why I said that Alexia de Paris is just sounds, because that did the same thing. It kind of started slow and then built up and built up and then just went nuts and then just went quiet again. And I think this kind of song does, does like, this song does the exact same thing. It just kind of goes in nice and atmospheric, nice and gentle, might be the right way to say it. 
and then just that that drum, that little hit, that little hit on the hi hat, that little tap, and then just that bass. And it's just like that bass is really. I can hear the boom, 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 boom. I can hear that in my head right now, and it's not going to pop out of my head for a while. But yeah, it's it's just a great album. Like this song is a great song. And the cover's terrible. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm, looking, I'm looking at the cover right now again, and it's like, oh, my God, it's terrible. But he had a run of it too because there's other ones like Ray to the Joy Fantastic is terrible. And it looked like someone photoshopped that. But, yeah, but this, this, is, this is a great song. And it's a good start to the album. But Prince has a habit of doing it too. Like if you kind of – like classic Prince, that first song on Prince's album is always great. He was always always topped and tailed the song, top topped and tailed his albums really well, and like there's been a few where it's been a bit, uh, bit iffy, but this one's definitely a good start to it. And uh, you know there was a, there was an interview in 2006 where Michael B basically said that they recorded about you know 11 or 12 songs in the space of three and a half hours um, on this particular day, um, and you know that's kind of. You know, that it's weird because it's like that was apparently the last time that Michael B and Sonny T recorded with Prince. Uh, but obviously those sessions yielded so many songs that they end up showing up on, you know, albums over the space of like three or four years. So it's it's kind of weird because it suggests that, you know, the, the kind of this band has kind of come back together when in reality, you know, it like the, most of uh, most of this album has a slightly different band, which is C.C. Dunham and Josh Dunham. Um, but you know, just on a few tracks, you end up with kind of Michael B and Sonny T coming in, and you can kind of really tell the difference um, between the stuff from like two thousand four and the stuff that was recorded later on, uh, almost mm-hmm. to kind of fill out the different parts of Lotus Flower. Yeah. Um, so I would say for me, probably um, uh, I don't know, like a four and a f- four out of five, um, and I think you know, just a really good kind of start to this album. And um, yeah, I totally agree with you. A nice, good, solid four. It's, it's a it's a great start to this album. It just kind of gets you in there. As I said, it starts nice and slow, but gets you in there and getting you ready for the rest of the album. Yeah. As with most of the tracks on this and the next album, Prince never performed them live. Um, he really wasn't touring a huge amount um, over the next kind of couple of years. Um, and it was only really kind of after 2010 that he kind of started to get back into touring. Um, you know, once he had Third Eye Girl, I think that that was kind of when he decided to go back out onto the road. So, mm. you know, a couple of years here where basically he's playing none of these songs live. And also, I don't know where this like this is the opening track of an album that's just an instrumental that is set in the mood. I don't know how that would ever fit in like the middle of a set. Like, it just nah. it wouldn't make sense. You couldn't you couldn't go from doing like Raspberry Beret to suddenly doing From the Lotus. Nah. Um, so, you know, I feel like we said about as much as we can about this. So let's go to plugs. Is there anything you wish to plug, Victor? Uh, there's nothing for me to plug, Darren. And you can find us on Facebook at Prince Track by Track or on Twitter for Prince Podcast. Or you can email us, not sure why you would, at PrinceTrackByTrack at gmail.com. Thanks once more for being my guest here, Victor. No worries. Thanks, Darren. And otherwise, goodbye. Somewhere in the south, in the south, in the south, in the south.